Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life. And today we're talking about honoring relationships in your life and it's not just your marriage enjoy Hello there and welcome back. So honoring your relationships. I didn't even know what I, that. Well, remember how I told you, but we were going to talk about this like earlier. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait to hear all the genius that you've come up with. I have been stewing on this for months now. Months? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about, I think we need to first talk about honoring your relationships and your blended family goes beyond your marriage. Right. I yeah. think we think about. The relationship that we're going to honor in our family, and it is our marriage. That should be the first relationship you're honoring. Well, that should be the most obvious relationship you're honoring. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we are in a lot of relationships. Now, hopefully not all romantic, but we are in relation with just about everyone we know. I mean, it's a relationship one way or another. So coming up with ways to honor each and every one of those there might be a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences too. Right. And I think we can't ignore honoring our co-parenting relationship. This is going to be the one relationship where people who have a very difficult co-parenting relationship <laughs> like screaming nail- at me like, no, yeah, they don't deserve it. The chalkboard. Yeah. yeah. How can I honor them when they do not honor me? And it's a very tit tat thing, right? Like, Yeah. And well, what I have to say about that is mm. when people don't want to honor someone because they're not being honored. Well, that's just breaking that cycle. You know, let's start a new cycle of creating honor and uh, forgiveness and grace and figuring out what a healthy relationship looks like. Even as your co-parent. Well, with a co-parent, but with someone that you don't necessarily want to hang out with or talk to often or, be around or necessarily even deal with. There's still a way of honoring that without having to do all of those things. You right. Know? Honor doesn't mean that we're breaking bread and like you said, hanging out yeah, we're and BFF. that we're best yeah. friends. Follow each other on social media. That's right. That's right. Um, and I like how you said 
you know, I it, people have a hard time honoring someone who doesn't honor me. Like I have a hard time when I'm being dishonored, when I'm being talked about and gossiped about and lied about, how am I supposed to honor that? So there's that. But then also, I know a lot of people just don't think that their co-parent is deserving oh, of for being sh- honored. Yeah, for just sure. for the and human it, being that they are. And that sword cuts with both edges. I mean, I'm sure they feel the same way also that you feel. And there's probably legitimate reasons why you feel that way. You would be and married. And why we feel if- that way. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I think that we need to normalize both feelings that you probably aren't motivated or inspired to honor your ex and that relationship because they've wronged you, they've hurt you, they're a bad human in your eyes, or they just don't honor you. And that is the temptation, right? Is that I don't want to, and my reasons are valid why I don't want to. However, we're going to talk in a minute about why it's important to honor relationships, but I want to point out that this podcast isn't just for marriage. It's really about honoring all relationships. So that includes your co-parent, that relationship with your co-parent. It includes your relationship with your children and your stepchildren. And your co-workers and your pastor and the boy who bags your groceries. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why is it important to... You came up with something brilliant when we were talking about this. That was uh, over, the months, over the months <laughs> I've been working on this. Thank you. I'm glad you wrote that down because... You don't remember your brilliance? Not that long ago. No, there's been okay. so much more since then that it is just... Let me read what I wrote overflowing. down. I was taking notes while you were talking. <laughs> like I was in school. Wow. It was so exciting. Um, why we should honor our relationships. You said because if you don't put value into the relationship, you won't get value out right. of the relationship. I said that. You did. Yeah. It's kind of like you reap what you sow. I so, said that too. Yeah. So explain <laughs> to us, explain to everyone more about that. I love this idea of value. If you want value out of it and your co-parenting relationship has value, you're raising up a child with someone. You're equally responsible financially, um, emotionally, physically, all the ways for this child. So there's value in having a co-parent, whether you like them or not, right? Well, and I think a lot of us put an emphasis on the co-parenting. I'm just going to categorize a lot of us um, because we don't like the other co-parent that we are dealing with. We don't like the other parent. We don't like the other family. And it's just, it's a a stigma, you know, the the ex-husband or the ex-wife or the step parent and the other family, you know. Which there's, I, there's, I just before you move on, I want to normalize that. A, this is why you're it. not married, right? You don't right. like them, right? So stop being so hung up on not liking your ex. Well, I think what also. happens, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what happens is we focus too much on that. We focus on the negatives. We focus on what they did to us. We focus on the past. Well, we what have, do you keep doing? Like their have, personality is still We annoying. have deep-rooted feelings. Oh, dear God. <laughs> we, we, we let the past <laughs> and the present really just hinder right. the way that we think about them. And we take all those negative thoughts, and that's what consumes our thoughts about. It feeds our soul. <laughs> this, this, this sounds very um, <laughs> earthly, <laughs> like the, the coexist, like earthly speech, but that's not at all what this is. I think if we start to shift our thoughts around 
um, in, in this situation, um, the children and what the kids get out of this and what the kids get from the other family and good or bad, as long as these kids are in a loving, caring home of any sorts. It might not look the same way ours does, but that other home still probably loves and cares in their own Mm -hmm. way. They have lessons in their own way. And if we are able to find value in that and we see some type of value, and again, it might not be the value that we like, you know, it might not look the same way our household looks. And it probably doesn't. It probably doesn't. Not together for a reason. Again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if we can start putting value in other things like that, if Mm -hmm. we can find um, the silver lining, if you will, of yeah. the other household mm-hmm. and the other relationship and not our personal relationship with them, but the relationship of this co-parenting and the relationship mm-hmm. that our children have with them. Right. And the value that they bring to our children's yes. lives. Yeah. Like the fact that they are the mom or the dad by title is value. Well, and here's the other way of looking at it, too. There's a good chance that you are a step parent in your household right now if you're in a blended family well you might absolutely dislike the step parent in the other household you might we know nothing about (laughs) this we we (laughs) we might completely dislike stepmom in the other household because or stepmom really hates bio mom yeah you know (laughs) what i mean we might but there's a good chance that you are that same role in your household that you are hating on on the other household Mm -hmm. And think of the pettiness that we put on that sometimes. Um, I know I used to quite a bit, you know. I used to, again, it's that it's the stigma of the, the stepdad in the other house and who he is as a person and what he does. Well, at the end of the day, my kid is finding some type of value in him, whether it's... What not to do? What, what not to do or, or how not to be. Or, or what to do. Like or, this skill that the, my stepdad has. That's it. Is a trade that's really providing for a family. So yeah. that's and, and, a good And there's thing. things that, that my son right. has learned in the other household from his stepfather that yep. is valuable. You know, good, bad, likewise. And, you know, it doesn't matter. My kid has learned good and bad there, you know. As, and as sure. in all households. Like, <laughs> also, I'm... before we get, like, any feedback on that, every household would, has good and bad. 100%. Ours, like, there's no perfect ours, household. No. <laughs> also. Ours definitely has its quirks and its yeah. bads and our differences. You know, this is really interesting that you're talking about this. And I haven't shared this with you, so this is new. Okay. But we're talking about the step-parent thing, you know, we were at my son's. My son got a state diploma from FFA. Right, and we were at his um, awards uh, award ceremony where he got his um, state diploma, mm-hmm. and you know my ex is there and his new wife. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not new. Yeah, not new at all. This not is like new going at all. On a decade now. Um, his wife is there, and um, it really kind of broke my heart, and it made me like w- you know you know how I feel about everything, okay. but there was part of this ceremony where. Um, there was a part, it happened twice, where they were honoring the parents in the audience. The FFA um, team on yeah, stage and, was and honoring the parents. And of they asked the parents or guardians up. of the children to stand up. Yeah. And that's what we did. She did not. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Oh, well, I mean, I guess I didn't look over. I don't, I don't, yeah. 
And, you know, really? neither time. And she, a guardian. Well, you know, it really broke my heart. And I, I don't know if it was just out of respect because I was there and she was trying to just not call. I don't know what it was. But you stood up. My ex, my son's dad stood up. I stood up. And all the other parents. And she sat down and it just, you know, I wanted to text her in that moment. We don't have that kind of relationship. But I, or even afterwards, I was like, man, I wish I could just text her and be like, you know what? I, my feelings about you don't even matter. Like you, you, you've helped my son get to the art, you know, you've helped. She's been a part of this. She's been a part of right. this journey. She's helped him come this far. And, um, and it really just, it made me sad that she, for whatever reason, didn't feel like she could or wanted to. I don't know. I don't know why she didn't. Maybe she's got her own reasons, I'm sure. But Maybe I just felt like. she has a bad hip. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm just, I, I mean, she <laughs> should have stood up. Excuses for so if she ever listens to this, I wish she would have stood up. Because I you feel like. You should text her some Eminem, some Slim Shady lyrics. Oh my gosh, please stand up. <laughs> but I just was thinking like she has such value. Like regardless in that moment to this point, And I was thinking, you know, she's, my son's raised in her house with my ex half the time. Right. She's actually very involved in the FFA. And um, your kids' lives. And my kids' lives. Yeah. And so. She is equally deserving as you are to stand up for Cole. Hundred percent. Yeah. Same and with it's, and it's dad one of those and, and me. So I just I, I guess I just as the bio mom who I'm speaking to other bios out there who maybe have hard time with the step parent, the other you know, I, I guess I'm just like, can you look beyond yourself and see the value that they pour into your children's lives? And can you appreciate that? And I just, I just, in that well, moment, and it, just And it's one me. of those relationships, too, like we were talking about, like mm -hmm. where our kids have value in it in a way that they actually get value out of it, yeah. a way that we might not see some value in it as parents are on the other side. But at the end of the day, the kids are getting stuff out of it. You know, she is yeah. a big part of your parent er, of your kids' lives. She is yep. a, a, um, and she's step parent. She, yeah, and she's done so much for him in school and in FFA that you know, he's been ha he's been afforded opportunities simply because she's in his life and yeah. um it just kind of made me sad in that moment like I don't it maybe had nothing to do with do me. You, maybe I'm giving yeah, myself way no, too much credit, but I was kind not, of like but at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah, I just um, I I have wish you would. had this conversation with him before and asked him i mean i think he knows that there's value in their relationship but yeah. have you validated yeah that with him i know we yeah. try to do that with our kids yeah. all of them i do with we try both. to validate the other households mm -hmm. even you know when they're being little brat mm -hmm. holes about something and yeah. we're like hey look at this look at it this way and look at this and we try we always try to encourage mm -hmm. the relationship with y the other household yeah you know i just i have this conversation often like i um you know i go through my daughter's phone She's 11, going to be 12 soon. So I feel like good parent, not good, uh, no, no judgment, but I'm a parent and we go through our children's phones. Right. We make sure everything's on the up and up. And I like to let them know that it's something behind their back. I'll no, like, you let them know. Give that me your phone. Time for a check-in. <laughs> do you do um, it just straight up like that? Yeah. Oh. Out of the blue. I'm like, I'd like to see your phone now. Oh. But you don't I, do that to me. What? You're going to start doing that. Let's start doing that to one another. Okay. You can we'll just see my check phone. in. You can check I'm my phone. I'm just kidding. It would take You'd so much bored. time. I know. That's I'm like. <laughs> if you like all these girls, you're all, okay, take it back. Dang, how many girls do you have in your life? A lot. Dang. Um, 
But what I'm saying is that, so I, we, I talked to, I talked to the kids often. And the last time I actually did this was the other day because I had seen that her stepmom had texted her. Okay. And I was just, it made me think like she text her. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> she, my, my kid, my daughter's stepmom texted her and it was sweet. And, um, and then my daughter was saying that they went shopping together one day, just them two. Oh, nice. Where'd they go? Um, the Levi's outlet. Oh, it was like clothes shopping. Yeah. Nice. And she got a pair of jeans and like three tops. And then cut and she's holes been wearing those jeans. They came like that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and she's she been wearing them though every day. She loves them. She yeah. loves them. They're a, they're a look. They're style. Um, but I just I also remind her in that moment, you know, um, that I'm. I always say how grateful I am that she has a stepmom who does these things with her and checks in with her, and that. You know, I also say I, I hope that you have a good relationship with her. Like, I, I let my children know that you can never have too much love in your life. And so, you know, my kids have seen me struggle with all the relationships in my life. And, you know, I'm not a perfect person, but I always try to let them know that regardless of me or my feelings or my opinions, like, you have to form your own and you should love and be loved and if you're experiencing that you know don't let anyone's opinions like take that away from you you know enjoy the good relationships you have in your life and um and so I do talk about that with the kids often because you know my ex and I are like oil and fire right and um I have a lot of hard feelings about his wife and vice versa, and them about me. You know, I it's not yeah, one sided. Uh, well, it's you guys mutual. didn't meet after the divorce. You guys had a history and a past, and a prior to pretty dark past. Prior to everything happening, so yeah, there are a lot of hard feelings. Deep rooted, there deep rooted issues. <laughs> but I think that you know, when we're talking about honoring relationships, I need to honor the relationship my children have with their stepmom. Right. I need to honor my, the relationship my children have with their father. My goodness, what an important relationship yeah. that is. Dads are so important. And if, you, you know, I didn't have a present father. So, it, like, in my day-to-day life, I saw him holidays and, and summer. But, like, so for my kids to be able to have that, I definitely, you know, want to honor that. So, you know, it's, it's looking beyond your own nose, beyond yourself, and honoring the relationships because it's it's just it's important for everyone's well being for your kids. Well, and for promoting yourself. healthy relationships, what that looks like, and yeah, acknowledging what that looks like because there's times. I mean, especially in our kids' lives, that they'll go through, and they're you know you see it mostly in their teenage years up um, starting at ten. Starting at ten. But you start to see, I mean, kind of, it's that's horrible. when we really started to see, you start <laughs> to see hard. these negative relationships and these yeah. negative effects and the way that they're treating one another. And you know, I just got a text from my son this morning about a negative relationship issue he's having with one of his friends. And, and basically my advice to him with this was don't buy into it. Like, don't be a part of it. You know, it doesn't, if someone wants to talk about you or have ill feelings about you, and especially if it's not righteous, if it's not rightfully deserved and it's just gossip, don't buy into it. Don't give it any credence, you know, move on. And if your friend has an issue or has something to say about you, then they'll say it. And if they're going to talk about you behind your back, then just keep on going, keep on moving, but don't let stuff like this bring you down. And I think 
that is a life lesson that us as parents and adults really can take value in. You know, yeah. it's it's something that we should learn at a young age. Yeah. But as we get older, especially in the social media era, you know, if someone has something that you don't like or is doing something you don't like or saying or posting something you don't like, doesn't mean that we have to go after them, that we have to tear them down or give them our opinion or, you know, or having to say in it or text that, whatever yeah, it may be. Um, mm-hmm. It's really just so much easier and so much better for us as humans just to let it roll off and keep on moving and, and look at look at the blessings around you. Look at, you know, the positive relationships around you and put your time and your thoughts and your energy into them. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good advice. Yeah, it was just kind of... And you model that. I mean, yeah, you don't only just give it that advice, you live that out. Oh, me personally? Yeah. I try to. You Sometimes do very it's, good at that. It's, very, it's a very hard place to be, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't like to have issues with people and um, keep friends around that are like that. And I'm not quick to cut friends off, but if... I, mean, I haven't really had many friends like that, but in the past, I if I do have... I think you just back away. Yeah, I like just kind of I break up with people. Yeah, you and just I'm just kind of like, well, you know what? Maybe <laughs> well, maybe here's the thing is maybe they're just going through a season. Maybe they're going through a time and they're just unhappy with what they have going and yeah. what they have doing. Um I know I'm not a perfect person and I probably have done things that I'm not even aware of in my past. That's like, wow, like I probably shouldn't have handled something that way or done something mm-hmm. or, you know, been joking about something and made a joke that offended someone and I had zero intentions of offending someone or hurting someone's feelings, but maybe I did and I didn't know that Mm -hmm. and they've backed away from me and I just didn't know that. But breaking up with people like you do, Mm -hmm. or I guess you just go for the full fledged divorce. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I've only done that once. (laughs) Divorce someone. Yeah. I was left my first marriage and then I did leave my second marriage. Yes. Yes. And the third one is TBD. I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that smile on her face, you guys. We're gonna we're gonna zoom um, in on her face there. Um, but I really want to talk about no, I'm not. But I want to go back to like the why about why it's so important to honor our relationships. And mm-hmm. so I think you're right. Value, and I and I think about it's it's protecting well being not only of yourself, but the well being of the children involved, the well being of people. Because the the truth is, in a blended family, you're you're forced into a lot of relationships you wouldn't have chosen for yourself. Oh, yeah. And you I, know, our kids are on your own. 100% kids in that. They're, and, they're worse off than we are. Yeah. And so what do you do when you're in relationships? So this is a helpful tip. If you're in relationship with people that you wouldn't have chosen for yourself. And um, and I think this is a lot with the step-parenting, step-child dynamic. Definitely the co-parenting with the new, the new wife or the new husband. Um. You know, in-laws, you know, sometimes people, I'm lucky, I love my in-laws, but a lot of people don't have a hard time with that. Right. Or their in-laws don't accept the new spouse. Uh-huh. We've seen yeah, a lot, lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of movies based off that. Yeah. Right, Falker? <laughs> you watch them all. I can't even make jokes. We have a, we had a listener that doesn't like our jokes. They fall flat Our and take away. jokes? Probably mine. Our but jokes? But, I, I mean, what's a show without any Whatever. type of comedy? Well, people don't have to listen. That's what I'm saying. Um... But I think that what we need to do is, you know, that's true that we have relationships that we wouldn't have chosen for ourselves. That is blended family life. But what I will say is that if you can focus instead on the common goals, 
that you do share. So, you know, if you're in a family, the common goal is for the family to succeed. The common goal is for the family's well-being. You know, if you are a co-parent, the common goal is to raise these children up in the way they should be raised. And a lot of times you will find that you're more on the same side of life than not. You know, we had one or two things that are the thorns in our side that make it really impossible. But if you really seemingly impossible, but what I want to say is honoring relationships really means like figuring out what you're on the same side of, right? And, and focusing on your common goals or your common interests and realizing that you can be enemies in that, but you're not going to get anywhere. Everyone's going to suffer. It's going to be harder to navigate. And it's just a shit show at that point. Yeah. You know, I realized when I, at the beginning of all of this blended family thing starting to happen when we weren't even like real families yet, you know, um, (laughs) we were fake families. No, I mean, we were dating, you know, the other, and not even us so much the other household was dating and, um, having issue with the other step parent, well, it wasn't step parent yet at the time, but the other male uh, role model in my child's life and not giving any type of, um, gratitude to the role that he was in or being real hesitant. And a lot of times finding ourselves or myself making an issue of it with my child you know, and not even allowing that relationship to start or happen. And I found this happening at the very beginning of this relationship. And um, it went on for a little while, but after probably a few months to a year, I really, I think I really kind of reeled it in. You know, once they actually started becoming a family, it was like, whoa, I need to kind of put this in check. Otherwise, what I'm going to do is create an unhealthy relationship that happens there, which also carry overs and carries over into our house. And it's something that I really had to um, pray about and put a lot of time into and a lot of effort into because when we don't like the other side or someone else and that impacts our kids negatively, well, that, Im- that impacts their relationship in the other house. And it just, it creates a real negative environment that, is hard, I think, for the children probably more than us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can't if we can't honor and respect a relationship that's happening, mm-hmm. you know, and we automatically just put a stigma on this, you know, uh, think how hard it is for the kids to have yeah. to live yeah. in a household like that where they feel stuck and they feel in between. So you know, they feel like have, it's not okay to like or love their step parent yeah. because. You poison the waters. That's it. And, you know? and, you know, maybe they do, but when they come to our house, they have to pretend like they don't. So they have to talk about it negatively in the other house and they have to cause problems and all the things. But it, what it really, what it really does is it teaches our kids to be manipulative and lie and have a hard time, you know? And I think that's something that we realized very early on in our in our relationship is that if we honor the other family, we honor the other relationships, that our kids have a lot easier time with it. Our, our kids have a lot easier time opening up to us about the other relationships, the good, the bad, the in-between, the whatever. And they can be honest. They can be comfortable about it. But when you are always talking down on the other family and the other household, our kids feel like 
that's the only way to represent that in the house. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble or they're, it, it, it makes, it forces them to choose sides almost. And that's not necessarily a healthy relationship for them. Yeah. Yep. And so what I'm hearing you say too, based, so tell me if I'm trying to surmise, mm-hmm. but basically you have to set yourself aside. 100%. Like to honor yeah, a relationship, you, you kind of have to put, because it's for the greater good. Yeah. You know, beyond just you. And not that you're not important, but when you have relationships because you're in this blended family, I mean, you do have a choice. You can blow the shit up, right? You can leave. You can be mean. You can be nasty. You can wear your sandwich board. And you have a sandwich board? Yeah, and ring your bell. Nothing but a sandwich board. Yep. I mean, you can, you can choose to be upset about things that you can't change. You know, you can't make a step parent or the other bio parent fall off the face of the earth. You can't. You know, you can't say your stepchild's not going to be in your life, but my husband, you know, your husband or wife is, you know, you're not going to turn your back on your own kids. You can't, I mean, there's just so much that is an impossibility. And so, yes, you can choose to fight all that. That is a choice. And that's a very exhausting, draining, upsetting way to live. Um, Or you can look beyond your emotions and try to see the greater good, the common goal, um, being on the same side. And I I think a lot of I think a lot of people, you know, including myself at the beginning, had a had a really, really hard time doing that. And a lot of it is because of situation and we where we are in life. And I think that is something that is awesome that you do with people with uh, you do with your clients. Um, with your with your life coaching on stuff like this is helping people figure out who they are and what what their surrounding is and what their reality is and bettering themselves for situations like this because there's a lot of us that can't get through that and can't get over that and I feel like if someone finds themselves if it's you and you find yourself stuck in a place like this where you're like there's zero chances and zero possibilities I could ever honor the other household or the other family, you know, especially after what he has done to me or what she has done to me. You know, I've that can be changed, right? Like you're able to help people figure out how to change that, mm-hmm. even though you can't feel it now, mm-hmm. right? In your heart, you're like, there's zero chances, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, we talk, I mean, that is what life coaching is. It's figuring out who you want to be. And then having you show up as that person. We oftentimes know who we want to be or we have an ideal, right? Like I want to be generous and I want to be filled with grace and I want to be grateful every day and I want to be strong and I want to be confident and I want to have peace. But, and I'm, I, but I'm none of that But now. I'm showing up <laughs> in chaos and anxiety and stressed out and I'm exhausted. And so there's a gap between who you want to be and who you're showing up as. And so what I do in coaching, um, which is really beautiful, is we close that gap so that you're showing up as who you want to be. And then there's not really stress and anxiety or disappointment around that. And there's confidence there. Like well, everyone else can pound sand, right? Which, At that well, point, you're is, like, which is, I'm being my the best version of myself. Right, which is so neat too because not only being yeah. the best version of yourself makes you feel better about all of that, but it also starts that incline, that climb to the top of the mountain yeah. starts to happen a lot quicker. Yeah. That confidence, that strength, 
allows you to climb quicker and become who you want to be and the you're more conquer, equipped yeah to do you it. conquer greatness yeah. better you feel better about everything every That's day right. and and it's neat to watch your clients come out of this and people that you have coached and um how many of them just keep signing back up where they're like yeah this i just journey had is- someone last week resign yeah. for another three-month program so i work with people in either a three-month program or a six-month program depending on and then they re-up and they're like let's keep doing this because yeah, they love we have where momentum it's, where it's they, love they where don't want to lose them. that yeah. yeah so if you guys are interested i am for now offering free breakthrough sessions my schedule is filling up so you might have to book a couple weeks out but Email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com if you are interested or get a hold of us on social media somehow and um, drop us your email address and I'll be happy to send you a link to book a free session with me and um, I'll give you more information. Um, it's a really it's a really cool thing. I'm Be- honored to do this. Yeah. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. <laughs> I was here like... Becoming heard now on IL3 at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> don't say IL3. Somebody's going to email IL3. No, don't. <laughs> but let's talk about um, let's talk about now how. We did the what and the why, but how are we going to honor these motherfuckers? Wow. That was <laughs> I just had very to throw Will that Smith of you. I just know. Come just up here and slap you in the face. Slap me in the face with that. What do you think about the Will Smith e- thing? I don't even care. I really don't even care. It doesn't change my opinion. Do you like Chris Rock? Um, I like them both. I don't, I don't, it didn't change my thoughts or my opinion. On either person? No, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't love them all enough to care (laughs) and I don't dislike them enough not to care. Did you ever watch it on social media? What? The slap part of the I don't think you had a choice. (laughs) You had to watch, like, I didn't look for this stuff and I, I don't watch that type of stuff. And I had to watch it like 10,000 times because everyone has incorporated it, including this podcast now. Yes. Well, here's my question about this. I had a point to bringing it up, which I didn't (sighs) know I was going to bring it up till now. But now that I have, do you think that Will Smith was honoring his wife by going up on stage and slapping Chris Rock for making fun of her medical condition? I think that was the excuse for it i also like going like total conspiracy theory i think that i can't even tell you what award ceremony it was because the oscars oh only the biggest award ceremony and ever I, and being in like film you and production you can't go back to the oscars for like 10 years now i'm like cool i i, I won't go with you like let's stay here i really don't well, I'm just, care but do you think that that was like so you don't think that he was honoring his wife by going on stage and slapping chris rock no i th- i no i i mean he Maybe, definitely wasn't no. honoring Chris it's Rock. Pu- it's <laughs> pumping your chest and being like, "Yeah, we're gonna go fight because of this." I, but also, it's like I'm <laughs> the the deep conspiracy of me too is like, what did you say? The Oscars? It was the Oscars. The, okay, I think that which the, ratings have been low lately? Is like this where you're going? Like awfully low. Awfully. Awful. Like ridiculous. Awfully and I know low. that only because of social media. Um, it hasn't changed because of me because I've never watched it. Um, maybe when I was like six or seven and, you know, and like, I used to love to watch the Oscars. I would have like my girlfriends over and we'd have like a huge like party. It was like Super Bowl for girls. Um, (laughs) no, I never got into that. that. But my, my, my thought is maybe their ratings are so low that they had to set something like this up. And Will Smith kind of took one for the team 
because he didn't want to be at the Oscars anyway. So he's like, you guys kick me out. I'll go he, up there and slap him. Yeah. And we're going to get these ratings back up. And maybe he has, maybe he has, mm. maybe he's like, you know, produce like, you know, executive producer. He, you know, he's one of the production and he's making money. I don't, you never know. Like maybe this was like a stunt. Yeah. A st- yeah. Hollywood is so full of so much garbage. I mean, great and good, but so much garbage that you you don't it's all acting. You anything. can't believe anything. So I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe it was just a big stunt just to make yeah. put shine some spotlight on them because they are so freaking desperate. Like, I don't know. People are desperate. Well, it was interesting because Chris Rock, um, I had read this that he had said he won't talk about it until he gets paid to talk about it. Right. I heard that too. And then and also like, his brother what? wants to now fight. We talk about all our shit for free and don't get paid. And now right Chris here. Rock wants, or his brother now wants to like fight Will Smith. What? And then someone suggested like, oh, well maybe you guys do it like as like a charity, like a celebrity boxing match or something. Oh, this is going crazy. <sighs> I haven't heard any of that. This is exactly why I don't like, I, I like, <laughs> you know I just, a lot I don't, for somebody who doesn't know a it's, lot. It's social media. It's a, like a little bit of news. Like it's, but it's That's everywhere. Funny. It's this podcast now, which is just total. Like if you guys just unsubscribe now because of this no, garbage, but my I'm point, all right with that. No, I'm staying on topic of honoring your spouse because a lot of people think that, well, that's like a, a thing. Like he was honoring Jada by going up there and defend, like defending her honor by slapping Chris Rock. And I'm just wondering, you know, in compare, like blended families, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of heated emotions. Are they in a blended family? No, but I'm saying in our situation, oh. how many times has a, hus- a spouse wanted to go deck the ex to defend you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, is that honoring, and I defending can, their and honor? I can what? feel that. Well, I mean, maybe defending their honor, but also sometimes, too, they, they just make you so angry that you just want to go do it selfishly for also. Just for funsies, oh, which is why God. I never, like, got into this, because the the fun never ends. Yeah, so. no, you couldn't. But I'm just, I don't know. I guess I was just wondering from a man's point of view, would that be, like, defending honor? I, I mean, it depends. Uh, does she see it that way? I, I guess at the end of the day, if... You're doing it to honor your wife. Honor is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> honor is subjective. F- put that on a mother effing pillow and let's put it on our bed. It's got to be made out of something that like doesn't get pillow. ruined with tears. Yeah. yeah it has to be a cry pillow for sure. Honor is in the eye of the beholder. Hashtag I'm going to put it Stoles. on the back of my underwear. <laughs> Inside. Isn't my name on the back of your underwear? Inside. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I just, I'm just curious because I know that defending honor is something that comes up a lot in marriages, but let's move on from this, I guess. How do we honor our relationships? One thing I want to talk about, I mean, marriage we'll get to, but when we're talking about honoring hard people, remember how we were talking about we're forced in relationships that we wouldn't choose for ourselves in blended families, right? And our kids are... Everyone, you know, you have at least one relationship that you married into. Um, that you probably you have all been uh, or like regular families too. To this, like, what about like your uncle? You know, and you're like, dude, I do not want this to be my uncle or Santa Claus. Like, some of us got what? into a relationship with Santa Claus at oh, a young age, Lord. and it was not one that we wanted. Okay, so what do you do in that situation? Here's what I want to tell you: if you can't honor the person, honor the role. 
So if you can't honor the person because they're you, you just they're horrible in your eyes and they're evil and they're crazy. If I have to hear the word crazy one more time, you're gonna go crazy. I'm gonna go crazy. But you know, if you can't honor the person, honor the role. Honor. And if they're super fat, honor all their roles. Okay. So I think that's helpful, though, right? Because you can look past this person and you can see the role they're playing in your, your life, really big, your children's you lives. Okay. This is what the lady was talking about. It wasn't even a lady. It was a dude? It could have been a dude that used to be a lady that's now a dude and doesn't identify oh as. Anyway. Um, so that's it. And that's part of looking at the great. <laughs> this is part of looking at the bigger picture. So if you can't honor the person, honor the role they're playing in your life and respect accordingly. Um, in your marriage, I think we forget that a huge part of honoring our spouse is knowing who you're honoring. We don't, I think we get married sometimes and you feel like there's nothing more to learn. You know absolutely everything there is to know about your spouse. Well, do you know how to turn them on? Do you know how they take their coffee? Do you know why they need to go on vacation? Do you know what they do at their job during the week when they're not from home? Do you know their routines? Do you know their desires? Do you know their five-year goals? Do you know that people sometimes grow in and out of liking things? So maybe they used to like tomatoes and now they don't like tomatoes. Do you know your spouse? You cannot honor someone that you don't know. And so you just checked all those boxes and then unchecked all those boxes. I did. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't understand what you're saying. Exactly. You don't even know me. I don't even know you, but I'm just saying is that when you're, when your spouse, I think uh, with your spouse, especially someone you're intimately choosing to be in a relationship with, it's a process is uh, the process of always trying to get to know them, asking questions, being curious, Never assuming that you have it all figured out because we change, you know, who, who I was at 20 is different than 40. And when I'm 60 and 80, it might look different too. What? You're different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think a big part of honoring someone is bringing appreciation and gratitude. I think you talked about this earlier on, um, to the relationship. What can you appreciate about this relationship? What can you be grateful for? And how can I see this relationship through that lens of appreciation and gratitude versus, you know, just the the negativity that tends to come, right? Yeah. How do you do that? Time practice, patience. Yeah. This is something that I've been telling clients lately. It's like you practice like what you practice is what you become. So you can't possibly just want something. You actually have to put things into practice, and then you will become it. I'm going to become a dolphin. You pr do you practice being a dolphin? I don't know this about you. See, I'm learning something new every day. I'm changing. I'm different who I was at 10 years old than who I am at 12 years old. Um, I think it's important to always be a safe space for people that you're in relationship with. And what that means is like, can you be open-minded that there's more than one way? And this is really hard in co-parenting <laughs> because it's like, we have, we have one way to do it and it's my way. But can you be open-minded that maybe there's a different way? And can you accept that maybe a different way opens up space for compromise? 
So you both get what you want and you both win. And I think that creating space for differences really pays off in the end and honors the relationship. Or just giving space to let that difference just be different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just not putting so much time and thought and energy into it, especially when stuff like that doesn't even affect you other than mentally. Like if the only thing going on is like you're just thinking about it, but it's something that goes on at the other household. And at the end of the day, it doesn't negatively affect your kid or it doesn't hurt your kid or something's being said over there. If you, uh, if you just stop talking about this and stop thinking about this, will it still affect you? And if the answer is no, then just leave it alone. Give it away, you know? Give it away? Yeah. Just give it away now. Give them some Red Hot Chili Peppers lyrics and mm. um, give it away. I think acceptance is a really big part of honoring relationships, you know, accepting that which you cannot change or you're powerless to change. Um, acceptance frees you. It doesn't let the other person necessarily off the hook. But what acceptance does, kind of like forgiveness, it frees you from being bothered by it. It frees you from upset and frustration because you're powerless to change other people. And so if someone else wants to go sit and pig shit, you do not have to join them. You can accept that that's what they're going to go do. There's nothing you can really do about it. And you can choose to not join them. What if you want to join them? Then that's your choice as well. So you're saying I have a choice. You have all the choices. Um, honoring relationships means also getting facts. How often do we operate out of hearsay? I was thinking about this the other day. You I'm like, most of what we know about everyone in our lives is hearsay. Unless we ex- experience, even with our children, unless we were there at school with them and experienced what they experienced firsthand, everything we hear about people is hearsay. Everything we know about people that we didn't, even our spouses, like how much of our days do we spend actually It depends together? on the day. My, I mean, my biggest thing I hate about faxes. Like when you think it's actually a phone number and you dial the fax number instead and then you just get that dial tone, you're like, I'm not sure. Anyways, that's what I hate the most about fax. Fax, yeah. So I think it's important that you get the fax first before you start making judgments or forming opinions. Like you really need to know what's the truth and let that inform how you behave, react, or make a choice from there but I think so oftentimes we operate out of hearsay even when our kids are talking about the other's parent right kids come home upset with the other house or annoyed that dad didn't give me what I wanted and so now I'm gonna go you know talk shit about dad or whatever it is and I think it's like we have to stop with buying into all this hearsay and taking that as fact and doing a little bit of our own research and to honor the relationship. Or just letting it become drama just because you only know part of the facts and it's negatively affecting someone around you, you know, buying into that and continuing it to grow and go on when, like you said, it is hearsay and now you're buying into this hearsay Yep. And sometimes it's not even like truthful facts, especially when it's coming from our kids. You're like, wait, that's what not do you actually, know about life? That's child. not actually the way that it went down after right. talking with your mom or your dad. Right. Especially when kids, all the kids only hear partial conversations from three rooms away or whatever. Or they hear one side of a conversation on a telephone 
and have no idea the total context of what it was taking place in. Um, And I think we do this with our spouse too. We, we fill our heads with all kinds of assumptions about our spouses without actually stopping to get facts about what's actually going on. We are driving the car off the cliff and we've already decided all these things are bad and wrong and negative, And then we get all Have upset. you noticed a lot of that type of thinking and those negative thoughts and the twisting of information within your own mind usually only happens when you're not around the other person. It's when you're not in relationship and you're not communicating and you're not talking it through. Usually these type of assumptions, usually assumptions happen after the fact when we're thinking it up in our own minds and we're yeah. not actually talking it through and having a yeah. meaningful conversation. It usually happens when we are further away. Yep. And this is actually exactly what I work on with clients session two and three. We talk about this very thing and it's super powerful. It's one of my favorite things to discuss. Um, I think honoring relationships means being mindful of resources whether you're co-parenting and there's, you know, financial resources, maybe there's, you know, um, time resources because of work or emotion. Like, I, I think that we forget that we need to be mindful of everyone's resources, their time, their money, their money, their energy, you know. Um, there's nothing more frustrating than someone that's in a toxic co-parenting relationship and they are extremely mindful of that stuff. So they use it to hurt the other family. What do you mean? Um, their time, their resources, their money. Um, you know, there's people that will sabotage the other household in order to. Like, how, I guess I'm just trying to find a specific example. Um, I'm trying to understand. Not a specific example, but, you know, if you Like, know, make one up. I, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm if trying you, to understand. If you just, if you know that the other household is going on vacation and time is of the essence and it's going to be hard to coordinate things. So you You you, take your sweet time, you take your sweet time Mm. and you drag your feet or um, I don't know. There's just, there's lots of ways that people can manipulate situations and hurt the other family intentionally being hyper aware of what their situation is or what things look like, you know, knowing that they're going for family photos. Here's a good one. They're going for family photos and they're tight on time and they've got to be somewhere. And you just are being the sweetest person in the world (laughs) by letting them have some of your time so they can go have those family photos taken, you know, like they, they asked you sounds like me and you are just, you (laughs) don't want to cause problems, but it's your time. So what you do is before they're going out to family photos because they're going to pick up little Johnny on the way there, you let little Johnny go out back and play in the mud in his old dirty clothes. And then when mom or dad comes to pick him up, Johnny, little Johnny goes and gets in the car like that. Just come. Um, And they're on their way to family family photos. photos. That's horrible. This is what I mean. Like you're being hyper aware of the situation, you know, but you completely manipulate and sabotage that situation. And I have seen that happen. I've seen that happen so many times in so many places. And I'm like, man, if people just took the time to honor that relationship and. And honor the, the other person's And resources. honor the freaking child because now the child gets in that car. And is in trouble. Is in, in trouble. Yes. And they are in a rush situation. And that other whole family's upset and unhappy. And then you're yep. sitting back while I'm sitting back going, <laughs> I just screwed that all up. How? Like people do this? <sighs> Unfortunately. Okay. 
Well, I think that goes along with respect. I mean, there has to be respect in any relationship. With respect without honor or honor without respect is kind of like you can't have one without the other. Right. So I think respect and, you know, I I want to talk about boundaries here because I think you can't honor relationships, one, so one without putting boundaries in place. Boundaries protect relationships and I've spoken on this before but boundaries get a really bad rap you know because people think boundaries are used to punish people or boundaries are used in um, I guess just a punishing way but really boundaries protect relationships you need to put boundaries in place to make sure that you don't sabotage the relationship meaning if someone's really challenging for you you might put a boundary in place that We're just going to communicate via email and text because if we talk on the phone, we fight. But email and text, you know, and you realize by doing that protects. How about the boundary that I think is very common that, you know what, if we communicate, it's going to be about the kids. It's always going to be on topic. We're not going off topic. And that's a, I think that's a very common. Your opinions of me and my life. Yeah. Or what I'm doing. And um, (laughs) that's a hard one for people to learn. How my marriage is going. Yeah. I've dealt with that before. Like. You have. Well, I mean, yeah, it's well, it's just one of those things that once you learn to keep it on topic, it actually helps navigate real easily and it and it helps really steer that boat. Yeah. And it protects that co-parenting relationship because now you're not getting into unnecessary hatred or wars or, you know, you're not having battles that you don't that don't need to be have. And so I think that we need to relook at how we think. We need to relook at boundaries differently. So I think that honoring relationships is one, putting boundaries in place to protect that relationship and also protect yourself. But um, once boundaries are in place, you can honor relationships by respecting boundaries. And so don't get pissed off if your ex puts a boundary in place or don't feel guilty if you need to put a boundary in place. It's really if you can look at it as both, you know, your ex and you are putting these in place to protect relationship. Especially, you know, I mean, imagine a marriage without boundaries. You know, open marriage, people call it. You watch that kind of stuff on TV. It's interesting because it, it's 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 a ca- it's a shit show. That's why it's on TV. It's entertainment. Um, but I think that even marriages, right? You have boundaries. Come home at night. Wear your wedding ring. Don't cheat. Don't don't pick up an addiction. Flush you know? after you poop. Yeah, I think there are certain boundaries that protect your marriage. And so you're, you definitely have boundaries with your kids to protect them. You know, they can't watch certain things or listen to certain things or say certain things or do certain things because you want to protect them and keep them safe. So boundaries are a huge part of honoring your relationships. Um, aff- affirming. Affirm. Did you just go through like the love languages and write? No. <laughs> I made this all on my very own. Did you? Yeah. Brilliant. I was thinking about affirming, though. I think that you need, because we're really quick to point out the bad. It's very that, That's easy what I was saying at the beginning of this. Like people, it's, like, it's easy to focus on that. but Well, and to verbalize that. Like, yeah. It's easy to attack the other person or point out, this is where my co-parenting relationship goes bad. Telling each other what we're doing wrong or what we're doing bad or accusing each other and attacking. It's like, what about affirming that the other person... Is doing a lot right, which you also you would do. Get like a you're lot very farther. good at doing that. But I fall into. I used to fall into the trap of like if I got if that came my way in the ten thousand page email. 
I'd like, oh, you want to go, motherfucker? Let's oh, go, right? On. Sorry. That's but, like, that was my attitude early on. Like, you want to go? We can go. Where are you going to go? go? You Let's guys already went, got married, and then got divorced. I don't know. There's there's new lows, I'm sure, yeah. to go. But um, so I think that in any relationship that you are in, if you have a difficult relationship with your stepchild, what can you affirm about your stepchild? That's really helpful. It's something I work with my clients often on. You know, what can, what good is there? Not anyone's all evil. So what can you affirm about them? That gets you a lot farther, especially in your spouse. You should be doing this anyway. Well, when you start doing that too, you start looking for the good and it starts, it starts putting you in a direction Yeah, that is only going to, it changes your mindset. It changes your mindset because if you're only looking for the bad things, that also changes your mindset. Yeah, that's what you see. That's what you find. It's a dark rabbit hole. Yep. So affirming is really, really important, and that kind of goes along with what can you appreciate. And it's great to appreciate it, but you need to put it into action and do the affirming. Um, There's a great quote I once heard about something like this. Oh, dear. What is it? Don't hate. Appreciate. That's a great quote. Oh, you've heard that one? (laughs) Um. Here's a really powerful one that people aren't going to like. What if you decided you were going to believe in the other person that you were honoring? Like you're going to hold space to believe that they could do good, even if they're not doing good, even if with your difficult stepchild, with a difficult spouse or a difficult ex or a difficult child, whatever. What if you held space and actually believed in them? I mean, that stuff movies are made on, right? People's lives are changed just because they had one person who believed in them when no one else did, right? Precious. It's really, really, I see, I know everyone's rolling their eyes and puking in a bag right now, but it's really powerful. So if you can hold the belief for somebody difficult in your life that that they can do great things, that they can be a better person, that you can believe in them, to be better than they are right now, I think that is a really powerful thing. And believing in your spouse is a really powerful thing. I'm really lucky that I have a spouse who believes in me. And that is a big, huge reason why I've been able to do what I've done thus far after losing a lot. I wouldn't have been able to do that without you like believing in me and it well, wasn't thanks. I do believe in you and I, I, th- I mean that's a l- that's literally the reason that we're here because it's not only that I believe in you but you believe in yourself and you used becoming heard coaching to believe in yourself oh and here you goodness. are well it just it matters so be- don't uh, don't underestimate or undervalue the importance of believing in the other person and man if you even even somebody who doesn't deserve it it's so 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 powerful Um, and you know, I think what I'm going to end on, on the flip side of that is avoid being critical. It's really easy. And I think we touched on this earlier, but it bears repeating like criticism is okay, but if that's all the person's hearing, they're not going to receive it. They're just going to be mad and hate you. Yeah. It pushes people away. It breaks connection. It breaks connection, and it also, I think it tarnishes relationships. It it creates some toxicity that people just don't want to be around. That just, it really is not a good thing. And it comes off like, um, 
And there's a time and a place for bringing up, you know, you can't be in relationship with someone and uh, have an honest relationship and not bring up stuff that needs yeah, to change. Yeah, like it's obviously just cookies and rainbows. Rainbows. I have a rainbow. But I think that you need to re- check yourself that even your co-parent is not the enemy. You're on the same team as the, you know for these children. Your your stepchild is not the enemy. They are part of your family. Your spouse is not the enemy. You married this person and committed your life to them. And it's it's very curious to me, and we all do this, that we treat the people in our lives, even our own children sometimes, our, our parents, like they're the enemy. And there, I just, I just don't. Don't do that. You're not. Don't it's not the that. truth, right? Right. Unless you married the enemy and sleeping with the enemy, that's a movie. Go and see how that turned out. Are made. Go watch Sleeping with the Enemy and tell me how it turned out. I don't think I've ever seen it. I know it's an old movie. Julia, Julia Roberts. Yeah. It's weird. There's like maybe 20. You're saying Julia Roberts. I know who Julia Roberts is. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> who. Goodness. There's like tw- there's like 20 um, <laughs> actors and actresses. Like I know who they are. And then you say it like another name. Like, you know the name, but I'm like, I can't put a face on this name if I had to. I do Will not. Smith. I do not. Well, yeah, everyone knows Will Smith. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> I know who Michael Jordan is. You know, you just look up. Like, you had to think about that. Everyone, he. Do you guys know Looney this? Looney Tunes, right? Michael Jordan, the outline of him, uh huh, is more recognizable than uh, is the most recognized image in the world, like worldwide image. I've never that? heard that. Yeah. How do you know this? Facts. Where did you learn this from? Facts. I called the number. <laughs> sent me a fax, and this is what the fax said. Okay. There you go. You've learned all you need to know right here on Blended you Life. You have to go nowhere else now. <laughs> well, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining us. I'd love to know how you honor your relationships. Comment below um, and let us know, and let's spread some good wisdom about constructive ways to honor relationships in your life i like it yep all right you guys bye see you next time bye hey it's julie again i hope this episode of blended life started a conversation that you will finish in your home but i get it right sometimes you need more my offer still stands If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.